Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 255 is entitled, A Call for Restoration. I can see why James calls the Ten Commandments the law of liberty. All of the ills of society are related one way or another with the violation of the Ten Commandments. There is a pattern. We have turned everything upside down. On the one hand, we reduce the number of crimes, not by arresting the criminals, but by renaming the behavior, calling good evil and evil good. We reduce arrests by reducing the police force or ameliorating the laws. We empty our prisons by releasing the criminals before they have served their sentence, thus negating the court system. We have rejected the idea of absolute law, making all behavior relative and hiding it under the camouflage of political correctness. We applaud sin and parade it before our children, calling evil good and good evil. There's a kind of insanity in our approach to everything. We sugarcoat behavior that was once recognized as evil. By tearing down the Ten Commandments, we have torn down the only thing that has protected our freedom for over 200 years. Do you realize that if we kept the Ten Commandments voluntarily, there would be no need for crime laws? Social ills would disappear. That is the power of absolute law. As stated above, all the ills of society are related to violation of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments can be divided into three parts. Number one, love the Lord with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. One, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Two, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. 3. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. 4. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Number two. Honor your father and mother and strengthen the family. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Number three, love your neighbor as yourself. Six, thou shalt not kill. Seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. Eight, thou shalt not steal. Nine, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Ten, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. 
That is why the Ten Commandments are called the Law of Liberty. True liberty can be achieved in no other way. The further a nation moves away from the Ten Commandments, the closer to tyranny it comes. Man-made laws are a puny attempt at correcting the ills that are caused by voluntary violation of the Ten Commandments. A nation that does not voluntarily obey the Ten Commandments must have a police force to enforce law and order. It must have prisons. It must have infinite lawyers and judges and courts to interpret countless laws. Rather than truth, courts turn to battlegrounds over the meaning of is. The greater the enforcement necessary, the stronger the police state must become. When we tear down the bastions of democracy, the only thing that can replace it is totalitarianism. When fear replaces freedom, then we will follow the first monster that claims he will protect us. That is how tyranny rises. America has never faced a greater threat to its liberty. Not the Revolutionary War, not the Civil War, and not the two world wars. In the wars that won our freedom, the lines of liberty were clearly drawn. When the Americans fought the British, one wore the ragged clothes of homespun sacrifice. The other wore the blood red of tyranny. When the North fought the South, one wore blue, the other wore gray. In the two world wars, all Americans, like the heroes of Iwo Jima, held the flag high and carried old glory in their brave hearts. Today, everyone wears the same colors, carries the same banners, and speaks the same language. It is difficult to recognize the enemy. They use the same words, but change the meaning. We no longer have a Bill of Rights. The left, the new religion, has resurrected the sale of indulgences as it spreads its holy empire. They sell rights to those who will keep them in power in exchange for liberty. Though all carry the same flag in their hands and shout the same slogans in their mouths, few carry old glory in their hearts. How fond and politicians love the phrase, we the people especially when they are spouting populist propaganda. A thousand times during a campaign, we will hear the phrase, we the people, as if everyone shares their point of view. I seriously suspect that the phrase, we the people, was used correctly only once, and that was when it appeared in our preamble to the Constitution. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Can defunding the police, weakening our military, spending us into a $30 trillion debt, applauding riots, destroying the family, drowning us in inflation, taking away our freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and freedom of religion, destroying morals, brainwashing our youth, building sanctuary cities, and allowing five million illegal immigrants to cross our borders in two years, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity? We are incensed when a foreign power burns our flag. We are angered when our youth, demonstrating against democracy, desecrate our flag in our streets. However, that is mere propaganda of no real threat. We desecrate our flag when we turn against truth. Our freedom is not preserved by our flag. Our freedom is preserved by our faith. Our flag is a mere symbol that reflects the freedom burning in our hearts. 
When the fires of freedom burn out in our hearts, then the burning flag in our streets merely reveals the despair within. When the fires of freedom burn brightly in our hearts, no external desecration can dampen our liberty. Our liberty is not dependent upon our enemies wherever they are found. We have forgotten the source of freedom. Our liberty is not dependent upon our arms or our patriotic parades. Our liberty is dependent upon our obedience to the laws of God. Our forefathers fought to give everyone the opportunity to make his or her own way. Our new leaders are tearing down liberty, attacking self-reliance to establish a new world order based on redistribution of wealth, redistribution of rights, and redistribution of morality. The laws of God never change, and the consequences are fixed. Our forefathers knew that, and therefore they based our government on the collective morality of the people drawn from Christian values. The laws of God are fixed. Man-made laws change with the winds. The moment the government moves its authority outside the laws of God, it begins to infringe on the inalienable rights of man. Any government that removes God entirely from its laws will inevitably become a totalitarian state. Communism, Nazism, Marxism, and Fascism are proof. Tyranny does not want competition from God. Humanism leads to liberalism. Liberalism leads to socialism. Socialism leads to communism. Communism leads to totalitarianism. Totalitarianism leads to atheism. Gravity pulls everything downward. You cannot have two opposing rulers in a totalitarian state. Therefore, religion will either be corrupted to control the conscience or banned to protect the state. Once the first step is taken and the majority join the cause, like a rock slide that began with a single boulder, there is no change in course. Our nation has already moved away from a democratic republic to socialism. It is no longer Democrats versus Republicans. Those are dead terms reflecting a dead past. Today it is atheism versus theism, liberalism versus conservatism, socialism versus patriotism, totalitarianism versus freedom. The left will slide further toward globalism and a new world order, one without God. Congress keeps the language of the right but advances the ideology of the left. Like an avalanche, a rock slide, a mudslide, or a flood, power increases as it gathers momentum and carries its victims along. Those who gain power for power's sake, regardless of the color of their language, will destroy this nation in the name of rights. Bridges are knocked down, not by the floodwaters, but by the debris carried by the flood. Liberty relies not only upon technological advancements, but also upon a strong moral commitment of the majority to the absolute commandments of God. Liberty can only exist in an environment of self-reliance and self-government through the voice of the people, where faith in self, faith in others, and faith in God are protected by the voice of the people and the laws of society. Liberty cannot survive where most people violate absolute moral laws and wallow in excess of freedom without regard to consequences. One can be free to make unwise choices. However, the increase in early deaths, crime, broken homes, single parents, prisons, suicides, addictions, depression, violence, gangs, and so on, show that one cannot be free of the consequences of those choices. As with so many things, the solution is rather simple. We need to turn back to the vision of our forefathers, back to self-reliance back to the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. 
back to the Ten Commandments, then back to God. This is a call, not for a revolution, but for a restoration, a restoration of our democratic republic, a restoration of our balance of power, a restoration of our Bill of Rights, a restoration of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom of conscience, freedom of thought, a restoration of patriotism, of flag and love of country, a love of family as defined by God, a love of God and a love of our neighbor, a restoration of sanity and common sense based on our glorious past. There are many today who are exploiting division. The only way they can create a new world order, the only way they can adopt globalism, the only way they can remain in power is to destroy our democratic republic, to exploit discontent, to encourage violence, division, hatred, and suspicion. Let us listen to the calm voices of the past, such giants as George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Martin Luther King. The further away we move from their vision, the greater will grow the discontent. The closer we move toward their vision, the greater will grow the harmony. The answer is not in the future. The answer is in the past. To have a good society, we must return to the Ten Commandments. To have a more perfect society, we must return to the four laws of liberty. 1. The law of liberty, which is the Ten Commandments. 2. The perfect law of liberty, which refers to all the commandments of Christ. 3. The royal law, which means to love the Lord with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves. 4. The law of equality, which means to have no respect of persons. Regardless of the political situation, all freedom begins with charity, or in other words, all freedom begins with the pure love of Christ. Freedom begins in the heart. All else are mere symbols to hang words on, to sing hymns to, to shed tears for, and to wallow in sentimentality. It was Christ who said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.